0: You know what? Well, it's spring and there's blossoms. It's very exciting because everything's coming back to life again, not in Sweden, of course. Why not? Cuz remember Sweden is the opposite to us. Oh. So, um, the opposite of spring is unspring. Uh, not quite. Can you remember? This is kind of like generally four months. Oh, okay. Opposite of spring. Anti-spring. <laughs> Yeah, Autumn! That's right, so it's autumn in Sweden. (gasps) Good time for berry collecting and mushrooms, I imagine. Mm. Mmm. Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah. So, lots of new life in spring, but we we actually... We had some sad news this week. Oh, what happened? Well, a good friend of ours died. Aww. Yeah, it is sad when your good friends die. Hmm. So we thought we might tell a story um, this evening on the back cave for her. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, her name was Penny Brownlee, and she really liked stories. She was a bit of a storyteller herself. Really? Well, yeah. She was. She liked to tell a good yarn, Penny. Uh, And she did a lot of work in early childhood education here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And she was a wonderful artist and a real wahine toa, a very strong woman who did lots of wonderful things and really made a big positive difference in the world, especially for very young children with all her mahi. Wow, she sounds amazing. I wish I'd known her. Yeah, well, I count myself pretty lucky that I was... Had, I, I knew her and got to spend some time with her. So we thought we might tell this story um, for, for Penny. And we thought you might enjoy it as well. Okay. It's kind of like, like a nice thing but a bit sad. Yeah, that's right. That's how life is sometimes. It's a bit of a mixed bag. So this story starts with a very learned scholar like somebody who was like Google, who kind of knew everything about everything. After their name, they had like an alphabet. Some people have alphabets after their name, showing all the things that they know and all the things that they had studied. Now this scholar knew things not only of this world, but he knew things about other worlds as well, and other realms, places, places that most of us never see or not even aware of. Mm. And despite knowing so many things, they still felt that there was something missing, Mm. something else that they needed to know. And one day they received news that there was a great teacher. Now this great teacher lived a long, 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 long way away. And so the scholar would have to leave where they lived and say goodbye to their friends and their family and everything that was familiar and make a long journey to find this teacher. But they thought, maybe this teacher has this missing piece of the puzzle that I feel is inside me. So off the scholar set on a very long journey and as it is with these sorts of journeys, sometimes they last days and sometimes they last weeks or months or even years. But at last the scholar came to a small town where he had heard that this great teacher was giving a a, a public uh, talk. And so he came to the 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 town square and sure enough there was a great crowd of people gathered there and he sort of made his way through the crowd right down to the front and there sitting on the ground in front of all these people who were listening, listening with great attention was a young child. Scholar, He looked around in case he'd made some kind of mistake and there was another teacher, but no, it seemed like this young child was the teacher. And he couldn't believe it, that a child would have something to teach him. And he thought, oh, what can a child teach me? I've been a child. I, I know the ways of children. Oh. And suddenly he was overwhelmed with a great fear feeling of grief for all the time that he thought he'd wasted all the distance that he'd travelled and everything that he'd left behind and he turned around and he began to push his way back through the crowd and he sat down on the edge of the road in the gutter and he put his face in his hands and he was so caught up in his own sadness that he didn't notice when the teaching came to an end and the great crowd began to disperse and people went back to their homes and back to their work and chores that they had to do. And all of a sudden he, he heard a voice. Hey would you like to play with me? And he lifted his face out of his hands and he looked up and There was the child teacher standing in front of him. Truth of the matter was, he didn't actually feel much like playing. No, he wasn't feeling very good about himself or the whole situation, but he didn't want to seem rude. So he sighed and he said, Well, yeah, okay. What do you want to play? The child said, I really love playing hide-and-go-seek. Shall we play hide-and-go-seek? The man said... Okay, well, i tell you what, um, I'll count and you can run and hide. (laughs) No, said the child. I'm going to count and you're going to hide. So now the scholar had no choice but to stand up. And the child covered their eyes and started to count. Now I'm sure you've all played this game before. One, two, three, four... Five. Now, I've already told you that this scholar was very, very clever. knew lots of things about this world, but I told you that he knew lots of things about other worlds as well, and he caused himself to disappear from this world and appear in another realm, in another dimension. He thought, this is a good hiding place. No one will find me here. But then he heard the voice of the child, and the child called out, Hey! Hey! That's very sneaky, but mm, you have to hide on this earth because in this game, you got to hide in the place that you were born. Well, that was a bit of a surprise for the scholar, but the rules are all, so he traveled back to the earth and then he found himself the most excellent hiding space as you can imagine, you could if you knew everything the child will never find him here and he heard the child count out 99 100 coming ready or not and you know what it didn't take the child very long to find the man's hiding place oh that was a great hiding place said the child but i found you (sighs) okay now um it's your turn you've got to count and this time i'll hide Now, the scholar wasn't feeling as confident as he was earlier, but he covered up his eyes and he started to count. One, two, three, four, five. And he went all the way to 100 with his eyes covered. And then he called out, coming ready or not? And he uncovered his eyes and he looked around. But, of course, the child wasn't there. And he thought to himself, well... That child isn't very big, and their legs aren't very long and strong, so chances are they haven't gone very far. And so he looked around the the village square, but he, he couldn't see the child anywhere, and so he began to look down the lanes and the roads. Still no sign of the child. And he began to hunt high and hunt low, Behind and in front and under, he looked in the houses, he looked in the shops, he looked up the trees, he asked people had they seen a child and shook their heads. Well, then he had to start searching out into the fields and nearby villages and towns. He started to search in the great cities. He searched all over that country and the country next door. He searched all the countries of the earth. He searched the sky and he searched the depths of the oceans. And he even began looking in other realms, even though he knew that that was against the rules. He looked everywhere that he could think of. And finally, he returned to the place where the game had begun and he called out, as you have to do when you can't find your friends when you're playing hide and seek. He said, Okay, I give up. Please, can you show yourself to me? Suddenly, (laughs) there was the child standing before the scholar and the child said, Very good, but tell me, where were you hiding? Where was your hiding place? I looked everywhere. And the child reached up and took the scholar's hand and said, I was in your heart. That's where I was hiding. And when you look there, you will know and understand everything. And that is our special story for the lovely Penny Brownlee. And all the lovely work that she did in the world with our tamariki, with our children and their whānau. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to be part of our podcasts, you can join the Bat Cave or support us by purchasing books and audios from our website www.imaginedworlds.net.